What's going on, Nuggets Nation? Welcome back to the Nothing But Nugs podcast. In this episode, Mike and I talk about the Denver Nuggets offseason, as well as dive into the 2021-2022 upcoming NBA season. We are really looking forward to it and glad to have you on board for the ride. Go Nuggets! Bro, we back. <laughs> We're back. We're back. <laughs> All right, Bro, so I want to ask you this. The, oh, hold up. First, I got to say, I see you've been hitting the uh, you've been hitting the music studio working on some sick beats to kick off this new season. <laughs> you know, garage bands. Yeah. That, hard. that garage yeah. band grind. Did you spend more time on garage band or do you think um, do you think MPJ spent more time putting up shots? Which one? Who had the harder oh, workout this offseason? MPJ for sure. All right, for sure. Yeah, I guess that's why he's getting paid, and we're doing a podcast for free. Yeah, facts. All right, yeah, bro. So I want to ask you. So like, it's been like I want to say three and a half months or so since the Nuggets have played. How much have you like thought about the Nuggets like over that time period, and what what is like the offseason been like for you? Um, so I would say that I, in terms of like sports, I've kind of become a one team guy. Like I still, I still like do my soccer thing, fall in Liverpool and all that, but I've been thinking about the Nuggets a lot and that's not just like a brag or whatever. I think also like my follows are like now like probably 10 to 15% nugs. Um, and so even though we've had like kind of a quiet off season, um, I mean, like in terms of like new additions, uh, it's still, they take up a lot of my thoughts because I, I mean, the window is open, bro. Let's get that ship. Yeah. What about you? I feel that. I feel like I, I was kind of in need of the off season, much like, you know, some of our players, I'm sure. Um, Just with like the bubble last year and then, you know, the season, the intensity of last season, kind of a shortened season, um, obviously 72 games, but kind of jam packed into a shorter time period. And then with the playoffs and like, you know, revolving your life around playoff games and those that those last four games obviously being a little bit ugly from like a nuggets performance standpoint um i was kind of ready for the off season and honestly like i've like been on twitter obviously um and followed like the nuggets summer league and you know the draft and all that stuff but it's been a really good break away and i'm kind of kind of flipping that around and like really really looking forward to the season like feel rejuvenated hopefully the players feel the same I know you know we'll get into it but I heard you know Jokic saying like he was open to to resting some this year which um for me was like good to hear like I like he needs to be load managed and um things like that so we'll we'll get into that later but yeah, I'm uh, right now. I'm feeling really good. Like we're less than a week away from preseason, uh, about twenty days away from the Nuggets' first game. I'm super excited. Like obviously, we got some players tied down for the future. 
yeah bro uh things are things are looking good and i think like you said the window's open right now like it's it's championship or bust in the next five six years i think no doubt yeah so let's start with you know the latest news and Obviously, we extended Michael Porter Jr. We extended Aaron Gordon. Those two guys are tied down through 2027, which doesn't even sound like a real date. Like, <laughs> that year sounds made up. Um, what, are your, yeah. what are your thoughts on, on tying those two guys down? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, it's great. They're there's nothing that I can say that like smarter people than me haven't already said. It's just a matter of like, you're the nuggets and you're probably not going to get anybody in free agency. Shoot. Nobody's even becoming really free agents anymore. Uh, You have two players that fit in the locker room that fit on the court. And the only thing you can do is lock them down and give yourself a chance to win. And that's what the nuggets are doing. Yeah. Yeah. Those two complement each other. Well, I mean, they, they seem to be buddies like off the court on the court. They complement each other's games. Like they're both really good athletes. Obviously Aaron Gordon is more defensive mind minded. MPJ um, is an offensive juggernaut. So they complement each other well. And I'm, I'm super excited to see how that, that pairing, like we obviously only saw it for, I don't know, 30 games or less. Um, I'm excited to see what their chemistry looks like going forward. You know, obviously alongside Jokic, whose contract is up in two years, and most likely after this season will sign a Supermax extension, um, which would tie him down through 2028. So, I mean, you have your 3-4-5 right there um, tied together, until 2027 which is which is crazy but um you know super excited to see if you're a nuggets fan yeah no doubt now next up is uh probably signing tim Connolly to a super max to make sure that he doesn't go anywhere since he's the genius behind all this <laughs> for real yeah i don't really follow uh their contracts so i don't know what that looks like but yeah he no, the Nuggets have built a really good cornerstone. I mean, obviously you have Murray um, on the on the payroll for the next four years. Um, Morris for the next three, I believe. I think he's tied down through 2024. Um, and then, you know, there's going to be – there's guys around that that kind of fill in the rest of the roster. And you have, obviously, Will Barton who has been around. Um, He's the longest tenured player on the Nuggets. Um, And then, you know, I'm excited to see how guys like Bones and Zeke, how they kind of fit into this rotation. And I see see them here for the long term as well. Yeah, I hope so. Um, I know that this is going to be a Bones podcast. Uh, like this is a Bones Appreciation podcast, um, and I plan on being one of his biggest fans. Uh, yeah, the Nuggets, Nuggets need, a, need a guy like him, and if he can, if he can continue to to kind of develop, um, like like the front office and Coach Mullen saying, you know, sky's the limit for a guy 
For a guy that can score. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, let's get into it. I mean, so obviously the Nuggets drafted uh, Nishan, a.k.a. Bones Highland, out of um, VCU. He was the 26th pick in the draft. And, you know, when the Nuggets drafted him, I hadn't, I honestly had not heard of him. I don't follow college basketball that closely. Um, Within about like 30 seconds of looking at highlights, I was instantly stoked for, for, you know, what the Nuggets just signed. And VCU is known as like a, a really strong defensive team. Their guards like the pressure and, um, Bones was Bones got a lot of steals in college. He he was known as like a, a quick, like kind of long defender um, at the guard spot. I think he's only like six three, but yeah, I'm super excited to see kind of how he fits with this Nuggets team this year. And I, I think he will. I think he will get some playing time with. Jamal's injury I mean other people are going to get injured here and there um, there's obviously talks of him going to the G League so that he can get a, a bunch of playing time but you know I, I do see him getting some runs with the Nuggets and honestly like I would love to see what he looks like you know next to Jokic and Gordon and MPJ and Monte and Barton and these guys that um, you know that he'll be playing with for years to come I hope we get to see that early on in the season yeah, and it helps that him and him and Thrill were close already. That you know, that's like a very natural um, kind of mentor for him, uh, and for those guys to kind of have each other. It seems like it's it's made like Thrill more excited to be there because I think he sees a lot of himself in uh, in Bones, and so I just really do think that you know, for a guy like Bones. Um, to come into a team that doesn't need him to be anything but himself, like there's no better situation, uh, you know, especially for like a late first round pick. Yeah. Yeah. And shout out to uh, Bones is also a rapper and um, a pretty good one as well. Like obviously there's some guys around the league, including our own Aaron Gordon and, and thrill Um, Dame Lillard, obviously some guys have like tried their hand in, in hip hop and, Honestly, it's not really for me, but um, I'm talking about theirs. But but Bones, like he has really good flow, and you also see that in like his interviews. Like he, the the guy just like knows what to say, and he, I don't know, something about him is like captivating. I, I'm not sure what it is, but he kind of has this like it factor about him, and I love it. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, you know, he played in the summer league. Mike and I, I we didn't catch any summer league games cause we were both in Costa Rica together. Right. You didn't catch any. On the no, not, end, right? not for yeah. real. Yeah. But obviously we saw some highlights and, you know, our excitement towards Bones's game was kind of shown out a little bit and in, in summer league and he's got a, he's got a really good three ball. He looks to handle the ball pretty well and kind of a flashy passer, which is, which is fun. So yeah, anything else on Bones, Mike? No, just that I'm in the Bones zone. Bones <laughs> yeah, always. We stay in the Bones zone on this pod. Let's do it. Let's do it. Cool. So, yeah, nothing really else from Summer League. Like, I guess the only thing that I saw, you know, people talking, 
talking down on like um, Zeke's shooting a little bit. Like he struggled during summer league. You know that I, I'm always hesitant to like criticize guys like that. Like the summer league really is about you know shaking off the rust, especially for you know a guy like Zeke, who I'm sure like his first NBA season was was long and difficult and a little bit strenuous and then you know he probably took some time off and I'm sure summer league was like his first time getting back into it so I just wanted to say you know I'm not worried about Zeke's shot at all I I think he is a good shooter and um I hope to see him get some runs this year with the Nuggets like some legit some legit run out because I think he is I think he's a good shooter I think he's a smart offensive player and um I like his defensive game too yeah, I thought he made some interesting comments uh, talking about himself more as a forward, really, than as, like, a stretch five. Um, that Or not as a forward, I'm sorry, that, like, as a winger. Um, so that'll be interesting to see, like, where kind of he ends up playing and all that because I, you know, I don't know. Uh, Nuggets kind of seem like they've got, they've got the, you know, the wing on – I mean, we don't really have any true wings. Um <laughs> So it's weird when he says that he's a wing, uh, but you know who knows. We'll see. We're we're just a few weeks away, so a lot of those questions yeah. are are soon to be answered. Well, I I think you just hit it on the head right there. Like I think Zeke is probably calling his own shot. Like he's he's saying he's a wing because he looks around the roster and we really don't have any wings. Like MPJ is 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 a wing, but really like he's a shooting guard or he's like a stretch four um, that's playing the three. So yeah, the nuggets do not have any threes, like true threes on the team. So, you know, Zeke saying that is interesting because um, I think he could be that guy, but you know, my issue there is like through Malone's entire tenure, he has always reverted to small ball over like even playing people at like their true positions. So, like, I think we'll see a lot more of, like, P.J. Dozier at the three, who's, like, technically a point guard, than we will, like, Zeke at the three, whether that's right or wrong. Yeah, I'm, I'm nervous about P.J.'s comments about him not, not really playing any basketball this summer and just needing to rest. Like, obviously, it seemed like, it seemed like he needed to heal. But, um, you know, just in terms of, you know, he raises the ceiling if he can shoot. 33, 35% from three, you know, consistently. And I was kind of hoping that he would be able to do that this season. So, yeah, hopefully, hopefully, um, you know, maybe, maybe he just, uh, maybe rest is all he needed, you know, and he's going to grow into his body a little bit more. Yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, with PJ, like, if there's one thing he needs to work on his game to like make this team better, it's, it's knocking down open three point shots because we know what he brings on the defensive end. And honestly, like for him, it's athleticism and instinct, like that combination on defense. And that's not something you can really like work on in the off season. Like I'm, I doubt he is getting like slower or anything by like, not, you know, not working on his like agility and stuff. So, um, yeah, as far as his basketball game, like it literally would just be, you know, getting up as many shots as possible. So I, I really hope he's made a jump as far as his three point shooting goes, because uh, that would be 
absolutely huge for the Nuggets. But um, so I do want to talk about. I mean, Mike, what is your what's your starting five to to start this season without Jamal? Uh, probably. I mean, I guess like the obvious answer is like Monte, Will, and then three, four, you know, three, four, five, MPJ, Aaron Gordon, and Jokic. Um, You know, I don't know if that that's how that'll play out. Uh, I I mean, I, I don't, do you, it doesn't seem like if PJ wasn't playing all summer, I don't think he is going to lock in that starting spot even if he might play a lot with, with the starters, you know, eventually. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's really nobody else left. I mean, I, I don't consider, like, you know, Faku or Austin Rivers the answer. You know, like, they're not who you start the season out with. Like, they're guys that start, like, when you need them to um, yeah. in a pinch. But, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I – guess Probably the answer is Faku Monte or or Bones. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, s- sneaky. I just want it to be Bones. Um, yeah, low key. Yeah, yeah, but I just you know, that's that's like a dumb thing to say for a guy that's watched Bones play like just like you know thirty minutes in terms of highlights on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, YouTube highlights. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I'm with I'm with your starting five, and the reason I ask honestly is because on Nuggets Twitter, I've seen I I've seen like zero lineups that included Monte, which like really really surprised me because I really thought that in the playoffs, especially in that Portland series, like Monte more than earned the right to like be the starting point guard with um with Jamal out, and you know with Monte. You know, he's been around for a few years. He's kind of he's kind of come up through the ranks like he played in the G League. Um, We got him tied down for a few more years. Like Monte, for me, is the guy this year um, that I mean, Monte is going to be huge for what, you know, whether the Nuggets finish second in the West or like six. Like, I think I really think it's going to come down to how, how well Monte plays because I really see him being the only the only true ball handler that's going to run like a solid pick and roll with Jokic. Like I don't see it being Barton or MPJ, like maybe Gordon a little bit. Um, but yeah, like for me, Monte has to be that guy to run the two-man game with Nicola. And, and so, you know, I think he's an obvious start. And yeah, that's my thoughts on it. Yeah, I, the only again, like same with PJ. He said that he didn't spend a lot of time in the gym this summer. Um, he did look like he'd put on a little weight. I don't know if that was like on purpose or not. Um, so yeah, that'll be that'll be really interesting. Like it didn't sound like he was like full of confidence on on in himself, just like from some of the snippets of his interviews. So we'll just kind of see how that plays out. But yeah, I mean, he's kind of the no brainer answer. But you know. Does it make more sense for him to, you know, captain that second unit that's going to be some new guys and some younger guys, you know, like having somebody around that kind of knows how to run things that can play with everybody that will be staggered, you know, like those are kind of some interesting things that that coach Malone will have to look at because Malone's always, you know, it's, it's with him. It's never 
it's never been like if you're a starter you play the most like it's just like no you play the most like when you just play well when you play well with Nicola and that's what he does so whether he's six man or or you know the starting one I think you know you'll probably still see him as long as he's healthy you'll see him getting a lot of clock yeah yeah for sure I mean typically with like a starting group they would play at minimum like 18 minutes a game together. And that's why I think it's critical for that to be Monte because you're looking at, you know, at least like six minutes to start the first quarter and third quarters together um, and and running that two-man game with Nicola. But so I do want to ask you, so obviously like with Jamal being out, the timeline on his return is sometime around like January is like really optimistic. And then like, I would say it's, we're probably looking at like late January, um, which would have him missing, I believe about 50 to 60% of the season, kind of depending on when he comes back. Do you look at this upcoming season as kind of like a pre Jamal and like a post Jamal season or, like, do you know what I'm saying there? Yeah, I, I, I think that, I think that it all just kind of depends on Jamal and if he can get healthy. Like, if if we if Jamal comes back and is Jamal, then yeah, there will be a pre and a post. But I think it's just kind of like to me, this is the window is open and it's just kind of cracked right now. Um, the West, while there's a lot of great teams, it is kind of wide open. It kind of seems like everybody at the top is kind of on the level because the Nuggets just have so much more depth than the other contenders. Uh, again, if Jamal's healthy. Um, so yeah, I mean, to me, it's like the first half of the season kind of belongs to like MPJ, like, dude, you're what, 22 years old, like you know, this season's going to be a grind, like a real grind. And yeah. you need to step up and like, you know, this team needs to be, uh, you know, a three or four seed probably. Um, although I'm not sure that really matters like that, that much. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, they're going to have to put together some wins to get Jokic the rest uh, and to get everybody the rest so that they can, so they can like really go at it once Jamal comes back. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I like what you said there. Cause I don't think this, like this team is going to be, let, let's say they're like a five seed um, come like mid January. And all of a sudden Jamal comes back. Like I don't see them doing that and then making like, Oh, a cl- like a push to like be a two or something. Like, I I agree with you. I think that I think that the way the Nuggets have to look at this season is like, you know, we're in this without Jamal. And then like once Jamal comes back, he's kind of like an added bonus. And we'll see, you know, what his game looks like, what his body looks like, especially. And, you know, he's not going to come back and start and all of a sudden like lift this team even higher. I think the Nuggets kind of have to shoot for being you know, a solid team all season, get around like four or five seed. And then, you know, it's showtime for Jamal, like come playoff time. Like, I think that's what, I think that's what it's going to be. That's the hope. And we got to be lucky injuries this year. 
I mean, this they're like while we're very very deep, um, you know, in terms of like the rotation guys, like you know, you can't afford any more injuries to any of the core four, or or again, you know, that that's it, that's a wrap. Yeah. Yep, I agree. All right, we are back. Uh, cool. So I wanted to just like give an update on Michael Porter Jr.'s contract. So obviously, he signed a massive extension um, on the same kind of level as you know Luca and Trey. Um, and obviously like for the nuggets, like this is, this is an investment and they've done this with Jamal and they've done this with Nicola and both of those contracts now obviously look like bargains, especially Nicola's. So yeah, let's hope that, you know, Porter kind of reaches the same heights and makes this contract worth it. So it is five years, 172 million up to, um, 207 million so obviously an additional 35 million there which could come into play if he you know gets things like um all nba and and there's some other things but yeah mike what what were your initial thoughts on kind of extending mpj uh kind of like i said earlier i mean it's just what you do you've got a guy you think can grow into somebody else and you just pay him like if you can move Russell Westbrook's contract twice, if you can move John Wall's max super max deal, uh, <laughs> you know, like there's there's really there's no risk in just paying your guys. Like it's not worth quabbling, squabbling or whatever that word is over <laughs> you know over a few million dollars a year. You know this this guy at one point was one of the top couple people in his in his whole age, you know, group. And uh, so you just, you pay a guy that can put the ball in the basket and he does it uh, at a, at a historic rate. So it's a, it's a great, it's a great contract. I, I'm just excited that we got here, you know, for a while it didn't, it was unclear like kind of what we got from him. Um, uh, You know, he sat out that first year, kind of looked doo-doo for a while that second year. Um, But he's definitely made some strides and uh, you know, now he's, he's got the, the, you know, the, the podcast and his YouTube channel and a max deal and, you know, his star is rising. Yeah. He, he's vibing for sure. That's what he would say too. (laughs) That's why I said it. Cool. So the the Nuggets also extended Aaron Gordon four years, ninety two million. Uh, similar, well, not really similar thoughts, but you know, I think I think this is a bit of of an overpay. I mean, but like you said, like you have to do that, um, especially you know, it keeps it keeps these guys together. So. Yeah, I think this made sense as well. Obviously, you know, over $20 million a year um, is a lot. And, you know, I'll be curious, you know, what the Nuggets salaries look like, especially once Jokic uh, has to sign that Supermax. So, yeah, it's an interesting one, but I think it's the right move and you kind of had to do it and it keeps 
you know, it keeps your core together for the next half a decade. Yeah, no doubt. It, it, you can't afford to give up a first rounder every year uh, for a position as important as, you know, best defensive player in your starting unit. So did it two years ago for Jeremy Grant. Uh, thought that that was our guy. It turns out he was not our guy. Uh, and then we did it last year and gave up RJ Hampton and Gary Harris. Um, and it turns out that, that he's our guy. Um, and you know, Aaron Gordon just fits great. So is it maybe four or 5 million more than he should have gotten? Maybe, but like, you know, we're going to have those first round picks that instead of having to trade for that guy, like he's, he's too valuable to the nuggets to let him walk after they gave up so much to get him. Yeah, for sure. And, and I I also just want to say that for both guys, like, even though like maybe MPJ isn't, you know, in terms of his personality, he's not like a, like my guy, uh, but like they fit really well into the locker room and the, and the teammates really like them. And that, that shit is invaluable uh, when you're creating a roster, like, you know, like you, you never know what you're going to get. And so we know what this locker room is. We know what it's been for the last few years. And now we know what it's going to be like, like you don't have guys, your, your highest played players are the guys that, that set the tone in the locker room. And we know who the highest played, who the top, you know, five, six Nuggets players are going to be, you know, for the next couple years and the top three or four for the next five or six years. And this continues to be a locker room and a team that I want to root for. Yeah. I agree. Well said. Cool. So the last thing I kind of wanted to talk about is just going through like the Nuggets depth chart because we do have some some new faces, some new names. Um, so kind of what we had talked about, you know, our predicted starting five of Monte Barton, MPJ, Gordon Jokic, you know, no surprises there. Um, then you're looking at like a second five potentially of Faku in his second year, uh, Austin Rivers coming back. Uh, PJ Dozier, Jamichael Green, and then uh, the Nuggets did pick up Jeff Green. I, I think Jeff Green is going to be kind of like a backup five, like a small ball five. Um, I really did. I really do like that pickup. I think he's. I think he's going to be a really good addition for the Nuggets this year. Mike, what were your initial thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, he's like a. He, if you just look at it like who would you rather have in the year 2021-22, Paul Millsap or, you know, Jeff Green, who do you think can contribute more in the playoffs? Like, yeah, kind of a no-brainer. So that's that's kind of like, I mean, in, just in terms of our roster construction, he was kind of the, the Millsap replacement. Um, and he's not getting like $30 million. So... <laughs> uh, you know, kind of a no-brainer uh, to to pull someone in that's got experience, that is a proven like role player, and uh, can shoot from the corner. So it's it's a great move, no doubt. And I think he fills that role of like the I, I think he fills like the bash bro 
role better than Millsap did. Like, I think, I think you and I had joked, or maybe it was Jill and I, about like Millsap and and Jamichael being like the Bash brothers out there at times, just like. I don't know. Sometimes I didn't know what they were doing, but they were like at least physical. Um, and I think, I think Jeff Green kind of fills that role a little better. He's, he's, uh, I mean, the dude is jacked. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited to see them playing together. Um, and then, you know, filling out like the kind of 11 through 15 spots, we have Marcus Howard back. He's still on a two way contract and you know, I, he's not he's a guy that you can't count out especially what we saw like once Jamal went down and some other guys and he kind of stepped in and there's a there's a place for him in this league so um time will tell on him um you obviously have Bones we already talked about Zeke Najee Vlatko and then a new guy um Peter Corneal out of I don't know if I'm I'm definitely not saying that right but um he's a French sorry Pete (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Bonsoir, Pete. yeah he's he's 26 6 11 um i think he's more of like a true you know backup five um but mike any thoughts on on any of those five guys nah not for real i did you say bull oh wait yeah shit i forgot about bull yeah <laughs> yeah damn Don't- don't forget about Bull. That was shady. No, I don't. I, I mean, yeah, I don't. Nothing to say. I, I mean, I already said all I need to say about Bones. Uh, so none of those other guys, I, I don't need to say anything else about it. I, I do want to say one more thing about, I guess this kind of true of like uh, Marcus Howard too, but uh, with Jeff Green, like he left uh, Brooklyn. Like, yes, he was a free agent, but. Uh, very easily probably could have gone back there just given their roster construction, how much money he was on. He's like currently on and he like left Brooklyn, like a very, you know, the title contender to come to the nuggets. I think that's like a pretty like underrated thing. Like obviously the signing has been talked about and everyone thinks it's like important, but just that he made that decision, I think is really, is really cool. Yeah, I agree. And, and it, same thing for, for Marcus Howard, too. Like, I he might have been able to go somewhere else and maybe not be on, like, a two-way, but he is here. And, you know, I mean, the shoot, the Lakers are just signing people off the street with their the rest of their <laughs> roster spots. So, uh, you know, and, and Marcus, you know, put up points in the playoffs. So, yeah, I, I just think it's cool that, that people are electing uh, to to come to Denver. Not not the big not the big marquee people, but you know it, these are the guys that are going to make the difference when it comes to whether or not Denver is a is a championship team. Um, and so, yeah, I just think it's cool that people are starting to choose Denver um, because they don't they don't want the drama, you know. Like Jeff Green just gets to not be asked about Kyrie every day now. Like that's got to be kind of a load off. Well, any anything else before we uh, get wrapping up? So I do want to mention. Uh, I feel bad leaving out Bull. So I just want to note, like, I don't know. I mean, I'm interested to see what the season brings for him. Um, I'm I'm not counting him out, but you know, I just don't. I don't really see where he fits into this roster, and uh, it it just seems like Malone maybe isn't super high on him either. So. 
I, I don't know. I wouldn't mind to see like a fresh start for Bull and and see him getting some run somewhere else. Like nothing against him, but yeah, I, I just it just doesn't feel like Denver is the spot for him. But uh, yeah, I guess we'll find out here in the next few weeks. Cool. Yeah. So we have um, we have a preseason game coming up in like three days or something crazy, and then obviously the Nuggets uh, kick off the season here in about two and a half weeks, three weeks. So we will uh, we will definitely be back for a more in-depth preview of the season. We'll give our predictions for the Nuggets, uh, predictions across the NBA. We'll have Jill jump on with us. And yeah, we got some, uh, some other exciting things coming down the road. So definitely be on the lookout for that. And Mike, anything else from you? Season two, baby, we're back. Season two, let's get it. All right, later. All right, later.